the tricky bit, I should use this here for the people that are outside. Um, the tricky bit at this point is the book has only been out for a couple of days and I myself have some very strong feelings about spoilers and I know some of my fans share that. So I can read a piece that's fairly early on in the book and fairly spoiler free or I could go all the way and just like read the prologue. The prologue isn't very long though. How do we feel? The bigger piece that's early? Okay, I'm not seeing any horrified looks out there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it has been out for three days after all. <laughs> it's only 400,000 words long. <laughs> Why haven't you finished it yet? <laughs> Classes. Okay, this is ch chapter 15. Interesting fact. Elidin strode into the lecture hall almost an hour late. His clothes were covered in grass stains and there were dried leaves tangled in his hair. He was grinning. Today there were only six of us waiting for him. Jarrett hadn't shown up for the last two classes and given the scathing comments he'd made before disappearing, I doubted that he'd be back. Now, Elidin shouted without preamble. Tell me things. This was his newest way to waste our time. At the beginning of every lecture, he demanded an interesting fact that he had never heard before. Of course, Elidin himself was the sole arbiter of what was interesting, and if the first fact you provided didn't measure up, or if he already knew it, he would demand another, and another, until you finally came up with something that amused him. He pointed at Brienne. Go! Spiders can breathe underwater, she said promptly. Elidin nodded. Good. He looked at Fenton. There's a river south of Vintas that flows the wrong way, Fenton said. It's a saltwater river, and it runs inland from the Senta Sea. Elidin shook his head. I already know about that. Fenton looked down at a piece of paper. Emperor Venatorin once passed a law. Boring! <laughs> Elidin interjected, cutting him off. If you drink more than two quarts of seawater, you'll throw up? Fenton asked. Elidin worked his mouth speculatively as if he were trying to get a piece of gristle out of his teeth. Then he gave a satisfied nod. That's a good one. He pointed at Uresh. You can divide infinity an infinite number of times, and the resulting pieces will still be infinitely large, Uresh said in his oddly cadenced Lenati accent. But if you divide a non-infinite number an infinite number of times, the resulting pieces are non-infinitely small. Since they're non-infinitely small, but there is still an infinite number of them, if you add them back together, their sum is, by definition, infinite. This implies that any number is actually infinite. Wow, Elidin said. <laughs> After a long pause, he leveled a serious finger at the Lanati man. Uresh, your next assignment is to have sex. If you do not know how to do this, see me after class. <laughs> he turned to look at Anissa. The Yilish people never developed a written language, she said. Not true, Elidin replied. They used a system of woven knots. He made a complex motion with his hands as if braiding something. 
and they were doing it long before we started scratching pictograms on the skins of sheep. I didn't say they lacked recorded language, she muttered. I said written language. Elidin managed to convey his vast boredom in a simple shrug. Innocent frowned at him. Fine. There's a type of dog in Scaria that gives birth through a vestigial penis. Wow, Elidin said. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> he pointed to Fella. Eighty years back, the Medica discovered how to remove cataracts from eyes, Fella said. I already know that, Elidin said, waving his hand dismissively. Let me finish. Fella said. When they figured out how to do this, it meant that they could restore sight to people who had never been able to see before. These people hadn't gone blind, they'd been born blind. Elidin cocked his head curiously. After they could see, they were shown objects, a ball, a cube, a pyramid, all sitting on a table. Fella made the shapes with her hands as she spoke. Then the physicers asked them which one of the three objects was round. Fella paused for effect, looking at all of us, and they couldn't tell just by looking at them. They needed to touch them first. Only after they touched the ball could they tell that, th that it was the round one. Elidin threw back his, la his head and laughed delightedly. Really? he asked her. She nodded. Fella wins the prize, Elidin shouted, throwing up his hands. He reached into his pocket and brought out something brown and oblong, pressing it into her hands. She looked at it curiously. It was a milkweed pod. Kvoth hasn't gone yet, Brienne said. It doesn't matter, Elidin said in an offhanded way. Kvoth is crap at interesting fact. <laughs> I scowled as loudly as I could. Fine, Elidin said. Tell me what you have. The Adem mercenaries have a secret art called the Lithani, I said. The key is, it's the key to what makes them such fierce warriors. Elidin cocked his head to one side. Really? he asked. What is it? I don't know, I said flippantly, hoping to irritate him. Like I said, it's a secret. <laughs> Elidin seemed to consider this for a moment, then shook his head. No, that's interesting, but it's not a fact. It's like saying the Shaldish moneylenders have a secret art called financia that makes them such fierce bankers. <laughs> There's no substance to it. He looked at me again, expectantly. I tried to think of something else, but I couldn't. My head was full of fairy tales and dead-ended research into the Chandrian. See, Elidin said to Brienne, he's crap. I just don't know why we're wasting time with this, I snapped. Do you have better things to do, Elidin asked. Yes, I exploded angrily. I have a thousand more important things to do, like learning about the name of the wind. Elidin held up a finger, attempting to strike a sage pose and largely failing because of the leaves in his hair. Small facts lead to great knowing, he intoned, just as small names lead to great names. He clapped his hands and rubbed them together eagerly. Right, fella, open your prize and we can give Kvoth the lesson he so greatly desires. Fella cracked the dry husk of the milkweed pod. The white fluff of the floating seed spilled out into her hands. Master Namer motioned for her to toss it into the air. Fella threw it, and everyone watched the mass of white fluff sail toward the high ceiling of the lecture hall. Then it fell heavily back to the ground. God damn it, Elidin said. He stalked over to the bundle of seeds, picked it up, and waved it around vigorously until it loosened up, and the air was full of gently floating puffs of milkweed seed. Then Elidin started to chase the seeds wildly around the room, trying to snatch them out of the air with his hands. He clambered over chairs, ran across the lecturer's dais, and jumped into one 
and jumped onto the table at the front of the room. All the while he grabbed at the seeds. At first he did it one-handed like you'd catch a ball, but he met with no success, and so he started clapping at them, the way you might swat a fly. When this didn't work either, he tried to catch them with both hands, the way a child cups a firefly out of the air. But he couldn't get hold of one. The more he chased, the more frantic he became. The faster he ran, the wilder he grabbed. This went on for a full minute, two minutes, five minutes, ten. It might have gone on for the entire class period, but eventually he tripped over a chair and tumbled painfully onto the stone floor, tearing open the leg of his pants and bloodying his knee. Clutching his leg, he sat on the ground and let loose with a string of angry cursing, the like of which I had never heard in my entire life. He shouted and snarled and spat. He moved through at least eight languages, and even when I couldn't understand the words he used, the sound of it made my gut clench and my hair stand up on the back of my arms. He said things that made me sweat. He said things that made me sick. He said things that I didn't know it was possible to say. I expect this might have continued, but while drawing an angry breath, he sucked one of the floating milkweed seeds into his mouth and began to cough and choke violently. Eventually, he spat out the seed, caught his breath, got to his feet, and limped out of the lecture hall without saying another word. This was not a particularly odd day's class under Master Aladdin. <laughs>